Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another daily episode of the Armchair Reds podcast with me, your host, Chris Collins. Just going over the daily musings of one of the biggest clubs in the world, Manchester United. And everything in the news is pretty much all centred on Eric Ten Hag at the moment. Um, from the, the signings he's going to bring in and his, his transfer war chest to uh, to playing styles and, and everything in between. Uh, by the way, before we continue, I hate that. Is there anyone else that hates that saying, war chest? I I don't understand why that is used in the newspapers and in the media. He's he's not a war submarine. He's he's a football manager. We need to stop saying that. But apparently he's got a war chest. He's coming to Manchester United. It was 100 million he's got to spend the other day. Then it was 200 million. Then I heard 300 million. The other day I heard someone say 400 million. It's somewhere in the hundreds of millions. We don't know how much exactly. It's probably all a bunch of shite, if we're being honest. But he's probably going to have a little bit of spare change to play around with this summer. And my goodness, he needs it. And if we're being honest, looking at the Manchester United team, we need reinforcing from back to front. We need reinforcements all over the pitch. But the problem area for Manchester United, and it's been the general consensus that it's been the problem area, has been the midfield for quite a while now. There's two players I'm going to talk about today. One who is currently under contract with Manchester United, who must be absolutely enthralled that Eric Ten Hag will be the man at the helm come the start of next season. And uh, another player who's currently under contract with RB Leipzig. We'll start with the United player first. Donny van der Beek, currently on loan at Everton. Everton are struggling at the bottom of the table in a relegation dogfight. But Donny van der Beek, for anyone who has watched his time at Ajax before he came to Manchester United, particularly his run in 2019 um, on Ajax's run to the UEFA Champions League semi-final. Again, something I mentioned yesterday where they were a minute away from making the final against Liverpool. So Lucas Moura decided to complete his hat-trick and send Tottenham Hotspur through. Donny van der Beek is a supreme talent. Um, uh, quite an old throwback, I think, to to the old classic box-to-box midfielder. Um, has a lot of the same qualities, obviously not as good. Um, there's not a lot of players that are ever going to be as good as Mr Frank Lampard, but quite a lot of the qualities that I admired about Frank Lampard, despite him being a, a Manchester City and Chelsea player. Um, I can see in Donny van der Beek, certainly his time at Ajax, and he's, he's not had the best of times at Manchester United, but... At Ajax, his best football was played under Eric Ten Hag. Eric Ten Hag is very high on him. There's been a couple of comments that have been attributed to him in the press since he came to Manchester United about his surprise at not being uh, not being in and around the first team a lot more. And I think you're going to see a lot more of Donny van der Beek when Eric Ten Hag takes over in the summer. And that is something that is only news to my ears. Eh, only news, good news to my ears, to be honest. It's something that I'm very excited about. I've always been high on Donny van der Beek. I've, I've really fought his corner ever since he... He took the move from from the Netherlands over to Manchester, and I think he's he's going to have his breakout season for Manchester United next season. So watch your space. I think Donny Van der Beek is going to be a very welcome addition to our midfield to to bolster in the midfield ranks next season. And another name that's doing the rounds today is Mr. Conrad Leimer, the Austrian twenty four year old midfielder who plays for RB. RB ah, get your words out right, Chris. RB Leipzig made the move from RB Salzburg quite a few years ago. Signed a contract extension in twenty twenty. Which season through to the club until the summer of 2023. So, if you put your dates together, put the put the time around in your head, he's got about a year left in his contract, and the big clubs have started sniffing. Now we've entered the race for him. Reportedly, Liverpool are already in the race as are Bayern Munich. Whenever there's a big player who's uh, available in Germany, Bayern Munich just seem to be sniffing around, don't they? 
Um, if you look at the clubs, so if you look at those two, Liverpool and Bayern Munich and, and what they're doing in the world of football at the moment, I would put them favourites in the race. But he is very much a, a, a product of that RB system, that high-press, high-octane system where he likes to get the ball back in midfield as quickly as he possibly can and then aggressively press the ball forward and try and get onto scraps in the uh, in and around the penalty box. He, very good, very talented um, central defensive midfielder. He's He's not say established but he's in and around the Austrian ranks now as well he's made 19 appearances for the Austrian national team scoring twice he's probably having one of his better seasons this season as well for Leipzig he's um, scored four goals and four assists in 22 Bundesliga games this season or as the kids like to say eight goal involvements Four goals, four assists, which isn't bad at all for a defensive midfielder, someone who's, who's not supposed to be known for scoring goals he is chipping in a little bit and like I say he's, he's very much a product of that Red Bull system um, that, that Ralph Ranić has been heavily involved with in the past and is a big fan of. And I'm sure he'll be a player that Eric Ten Hag will be looking at as well because Eric Ten Hag, like we were discussing yesterday, employs very similar tactics. Wants to get the ball back as quickly as possible and then aggressively get it up the pitch um, and in and around the penalty box so uh, we can put the ball in the back of the net because that's a whole point of football at the end of the day, isn't it? So, Conrad Lehmer, he's the latest name to be um, to be, to be touted to, to, coming up, to be coming to Old Trafford. So we'll see how that goes. But I wouldn't say no to him. I think he's a very talented midfielder. Um, he's looking on paper. He's exactly the type of midfielder we want for, for the system I'm expecting us to, to employ next season for the personnel that we're looking for. So we'll see if that develops over the coming weeks. Like I say, he's got just over a year left on his current deal. So if he is going to come this summer, it'll be for a very cut price. I think he signed for Leipzig a few years ago for about six million. So you'd be looking at about fifteen to twenty million, I think, in today's market. If you look at some of the other similar players who've been um, going in and around Europe recently, who uh, who have got not a lot of time left on the deals. Looking at the likes of from Frank Kessie, to be honest, he's he's moved from Milan to Barcelona, and how much that was worth. So. Or how much that would have been worth if they would have got him on a year on uh, b- before the end of his contract. So I'm I'm quite excited about that one. I I'll see if that one develops a little bit more, and we'll we'll keep up to date with this. Me and Danny on the podcast, if anything else comes of it. But Comrade Lehman, Donny Van der Beek, if we get them into the mid- midfield next season, our team will be looking a lot better for a start. Moving away slightly before we end today's daily podcast just a, a little bit of other news in and around the club. Um, first things first, Harry Maguire, the news that he was shipped out of his house, had to evacuate his house because of a bomb threat. Um, there's only one thing that you can say about that. As as much as you may not like uh, Harry Maguire, personally, I don't know why you would have a personal problem with him. It's football at the end of the day. As important as it is to all of us, United fans, that United are doing well on the pitch and the players are doing well on the pitch. It is a game. Let's not take it to death threats. It's absolutely pathetic. It's it's disgusting, if, if I'm being quite honest. And um, there's just no place for it whatsoever. So, you leave your abuse to yourself. Uh, you don't need to be putting it out there and you certainly don't need to be threatening a person's life and the family. That's just absolutely just barbaric, in my opinion. But yeah, Harry Maguire, hopefully all is well. Uh, the police apparently investigated, saw that there wasn't a threat. So hoping he's safe and well and his family's safe and well. He's not been shook up too much by that. Cristiano Ronaldo talking about um, obviously very unfortunate things that have happened recently. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, unless you've been living under a rock, the, the news came out that he tragically lost his uh, his baby son over the last few days, um, which is awful. It's probably the, the worst news that you, you could possibly receive uh, as a parent. Um, so, so thoughts of the sporting world, including our thoughts here at the Armchair Reds, went out to Cristiano Ronaldo, posted a picture, um, I think it was yesterday, 
of him and his family and his uh, his baby girl. Um, he was obviously the baby boy. There were twins that were born. He's got baby baby boy that tragically died. But they posted a picture of them with the family with the baby girl. So hoping um hoping they are getting through this tough time uh, as as well as they possibly can. Um, and hoping their baby girl is healthy and just looking forward to seeing Ronaldo back in the United shirt soon. But some things are more important than football. Like we've just been saying. Uh, at Maguire, some things go above football and um, obviously thoughts go out to Cristiano Ronaldo during this tough time. Steve McLaren. Steve McLaren's been back in the news this week um, and it's been touted that he might come into the club as part of Eric Ten Hag's coaching team. Now, again, unless you've been living under a rock, you probably know that Steve McLaren, when he's been manager, head coach of clubs, it's not gone particularly well for him. But as an assistant manager across his career and as parts of the backroom coaching staff, he's a superb coach. He's an absolutely superb coach. You've only got to look at his track record. And given his talent and ability, given um, the rapport that he's built up with players over the years and the, and the good things that players have got to say about him, about working underneath him, and just given his track record with Manchester United, his history with the club, uh, the fact that he knows us, he knows the culture of the club, he knows the DNA of the club. I hate saying that, but probably fitting on this occasion. I think he's a great move. Um, I, I'd be buzzing to have Steve McLaren back in, to be honest. I, I think he'd go uh, a long way to helping Eric Ten Hag and his transition from Ajax to, to Manchester United. So watch this space on that one. Hopefully he comes back um, and helps push us on next season. Like I say, it's, it's not going to be a quick fix. We are going to have to be patient with Eric Ten Hag. It's going to be a process that goes over many, many years, him in, improving our club fortunes. But it'd be nice to see a, a familiar face back on the coaching staff at Old Trafford. So, fingers crossed for Steve McLaren. Last bit of news, bit of a funny one. Manchester United posting loads of stuff onto social media like they do because they're just a social media club these days. Uh, Picture of Rafael Varane goes onto Instagram. Comment underneath saying, please start Rafael Varane and Eric Bailly this weekend. And Eric Bailly comments and saying, please, with praying emoji hands and a laughing face. (laughs) I don't know what Eric Bailly has to do. To, to get a game at the moment because Harry Maguire is not in great form. Um, Lindelof looked shaky the other night. Phil Jones, who had his second start for the past decade, was blown out of his ass by half-time because he's not had much football recently. Eric Bailly has to get a game, surely. I, I think the the poor form of some of our defenders um, and the fact he's fit and ready to go. and I can't think of many times where Eric Bailly, in terms of his tenacity, uh, and his dedication to the cause has ever let us down. So that would be my first choice centre-back pairing for Arsenal this weekend. So Eric Bailly and Rafael Varane, I would be more than made up if that was the uh, the central pairing we employ against Arsenal tomorrow afternoon. But we'll see on that front. He's obviously hopeful. I feel for the poor boy. I don't know what else he can do. Um, it's pretty much clear that he's going to be going at the end of the season. But let's get some use out of him eh, before, he, uh, before he heads off. And hopefully we get a result against Arsenal tomorrow. And we somehow stay alive in this race for the top four. But we'll see, Reds fans. We will see. We'll post another show tomorrow. I've got a busy day on myself tomorrow. It may be Danny who posted the uh, posted daily update tomorrow, but we'll see. Obviously, we've got the big, big clash against Arsenal. There's some big games left in the season for the three clubs that are chasing that um, fourth fourth spot to be honest Spurs have got some big games left uh, including Liverpool they've still got to play uh, Arsenal got a huge result against Chelsea the other night which puts them essentially tied pole position with Spurs at the moment for that fourth spot if we can somehow get a result get a win against Arsenal it, it puts us back into pole position but we have to beat Arsenal tomorrow we have to anything but a win is not good enough anything but a win in our last five games now is not good enough and on paper 
with the quality that we've got in the squad, we should be winning those five games. But it's been a weird season, hasn't it, Red fans? So we will see. As always, please follow us on social media. If you're not already, we are at armchair underscore reds on Twitter. And if you want to follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram, I am at Krista Collins on Twitter. I am at Christopher the Collins on Instagram. If you want to see me slacking off Manchester United even more, but in 280 characters. Take care, Reds fans, and we will catch up with you all tomorrow for the latest daily Manchester United update. Cheers.